What's up, Super Dope Dynasty League? This is Danny, one of the 10 members. Uh, I'm here with Dakota, the commish extraordinaire, and we are here to do a sort of preseason prep uh, extravaganza, if it were. Right, Dakota? Sounds good to me, buddy. Yeah, I can't, I can't stop thinking about this draft. Today is June 2nd, I think is when we're recording this. It's about three weeks away. And can you concentrate on anything else? Uh, no, I am in another dynasty draft right now. Mm-hmm. And the whole time we're drafting, I'm just taking notes for where players are going for this one. It's like a prep draft for this one. Yeah, and I'm in this league with you. It's a a dynasty best ball, but it's a slow draft, which I've never done a slow draft before. You have have you ever done a slow draft yep. before? You I have one earlier this offseason. So this offseason you did mm-hmm. it. Is this one going the one that we're interacting in right now similar to that one you've already done? Uh the one I did earlier took a lot longer. That's amazing because this one's already taking like a week and we're not even halfway done. It's it's wild. Yeah guys with eight hours on the clock would put a you know i want to trade back from the spot i'll accept all offers and they would wait eight hours to see if anybody would offer they would hold that pick hostage my god so yeah i it's good for those those uh trades of draft picks um because you have time to look at it but i think in this league in the super dope dynasty league we're gonna have a lot more fun i mean this this slow draft thing is great but it's not going to match the live draft atmosphere where you're with all your buds just slamming beers and making bad decisions. Yeah. I just left uh, my job at AB, but before I did, I made sure I got like six or seven cases worth of beer just for the draft. Good man. So, yeah. so just to be clear, you're going to try to get me and the other eight liquored up and I'm going to drink water and you drink water <laughs> or yeah. some O'Doul's just yeah. to get those calories in you still. <laughs> and just let me, because I think I told you I make very decisive, very quick, decisive choices when I draft drunk, but they're they're never the good ones. So so here's that's your hints. Rest of this league. I only know Dakota and I know Anthony in this league. So you guys are going to find out real quick. I don't know what I'm doing, even though I'm on a a fancy football podcast. But uh, let's talk a little bit about this, um, about this league here. The 10 of us are all I this is my my first uh, dynasty league like real regular, I mean, super, whatever it is, dynasty startup. So I'm really excited about this, but why don't you break down a little bit of what this format is just as a kind of a reminder for the group? Um, it's a 10 team dynasty league, super flex. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of super flexes and redrafts, but I think in dynasty, it makes a lot of sense, especially when there's only 10 teams mm-hmm. because everybody, if you don't come up with two Solid starting quarterbacks, that's on you. And most of us can come up with three. Mm-hmm. And then um, it's a tight end premium as well, which I really like because it makes the position kind of important again. Mm-hmm. We're not just going to wait till the 15th round to punt. You know, It's going to be important that you get a good tight end. Um, we have two flexes in the league, two running backs, two wide receivers, two flexes. Mm-hmm. Uh, no defense, no kickers, obviously. Good. But yeah. A, <laughs> How it should be. That's the way that I keep trying to get that in my other leagues, but I keep proposing the the idea of no kickers and keep getting turned down. So it's in dynasty having kickers would be just ridiculous. Uh, having defense would be worse, but kickers stupid too. Yeah, I, I had never even really thought about that, having defense and special teams in dynasty and what that would mean on like a year to year basis. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, the variance would be insane. 
Have you ever thought about it? Not for this league. Have you ever thought about doing IDP, the defensive players? I do not care about defense at all. <laughs> In any Good. sport. I don't care. It's all offense yeah. for this guy. Yep. Uh, and so we're doing a $100 fab, right? Yep. And that, I mean, that's just the best way. I, I really like that. Um, and we're doing here at the beginning, we're doing two drafts, right? Two separate drafts. We're both doing them on the same day, Saturday, June 25th. Yep. And the the veteran draft is first, followed by the rookie draft. And the rookie draft is four rounds. I think it's going to be five. Is five what, rounds. Is what I'm thinking, yeah. Okay. Um, I've done a four-rounder, and the guys who end up on waivers are still very viable to add. Like a guy like Kevin Harris, who was a – fifth or sixth by the Patriots running back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you just know how volatile they are with their running backs. Was it, has mm-hmm. a three-down skill set. Should be rostered in a lot of leagues, and he's on waivers in a lot of leagues because they're not a five-round. Right. Okay. That's going to be good. I'm excited about this. And just to be clear for this one, so I'm picking the 101 in the veteran draft first, so that means I'm going to get the 110 in the uh, in the rookie draft. But also for this first year, obviously, since there's no standings, we're going to snake – but yep. for years in the future, it'll be linear. standings. Yep. It'll be yeah, linear with based off of reverse standings. Yep. Okay. Is this uh in the in this league? Are we doing four? Since there's ten of us, we're doing four playoff spots. Are we? We'll do six. Ten? We'll no. do six, and Make then it as fun as possible. Top two get a buy, and then mm-hmm. the uh, playoff weeks are 15, 16, 17, because there's eighteen weeks. Correct. Yep. Like it should be. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit more about it. So I'm in the 101. Where are you drafting in this? 106. Is that where you want to be? Um, the actual draft we're doing right now, that's where I ended up. Oh, yeah? And so I really do like my options because a guy like Justin Jefferson can fall there. Uh, Jamar Chase can fall there. And if neither of those two go, that means a guy like um, Kyler Murray, uh, Justin Herbert maybe. But one of the just very elite – Joe Burrow, one of the elite quarterbacks has fallen there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, really, I don't really think there's a bad spot to be in the first round. In these dynasty drafts, you're going to be able to get really good value, just different sort of positions. Mm-hmm. I prefer 10-team leagues. I understand that it's like – it's like a – I don't know. People, like, poo-poo it, and they say 12s are the – I don't think the 12s are better. I think 10s are, are much more fun. There's more scoring because teams are better. And you just said you love offense and you hate defense. So you like the high scoring. So you like the 10 teams, I'm assuming. Yeah, I think uh, so. Me and, you know, Sam Parr. He's in I do. Yeah. He's in. Oh, I, yeah. Sam's in this. I so, knew Sam was in this. League. I know Sam. Okay. Hey, Sam. Yeah. So he was the first time I got in a league with my friends. He's the commish. And it was a 10 teamer. And I don't only played 12s before, um, you know, just with random people on like ESPN. And the 10-teamer, once I got a taste of it, I was like, this is amazing. What a blast. Now, I do think 12-teamers are great, and they're a lot of fun. But you're right. 10-teamers are just wild. You don't know what's going to happen. Everybody has skilled players everywhere. Mm -hmm. Just shoot out every week. It's fun. Yeah. And I think once you get into – I mean, a friend of mine was in a 20-team league, and that's just like – he's just trying to find a human being who is on an active roster. And I don't – that doesn't sound fun to me. I'd rather die. (laughs) It sounds horrible. So you're not going to try to propose and uh, well, you know, it's a dynasty. We can't just like willy nilly. Yeah, good. Okay, that's good. Jump up to like 12 teams. All right, good. Yeah, I'm at that 101. And when I got 
dished the 101 a couple months ago. I was like, I don't know about that. I'm kind of happy about it because I get the I get the 20 and the 21st. And I think I've got it mapped out. You know how that goes when you map things out and it's going to yeah. go really, really well for me. But I think I got I think I got a plan. But then again, what do we know what time? Are we going to do this at like noon? Are we going to do this at three? We're going to do this at what time do you want so, me to do this? Colton said he has to work till noon. He thinks he can swing two. So we're going to try to get everybody cool. over there at two and we're going to try to get it done. But it, it's going to be a late night. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just going to, I think I'm either going to hitch a ride with Anthony or figure this out, but I'm planning on Ubering home and we'll figure it out from there because you can stay the night. I got the big <laughs> basement. Yeah. I mean, it might be 2 a.m. before we're done anyway. Yeah. I'm totally fine with that. This is going to be great. We should just, you know, what we should do when we're done with the rookie draft is then do a best ball draft completely separate league with the same guys that want to stay and just wing it like uh like 10 hours into this this for me a binge drinking day for you a lot of water and just get as much much drafting done as we possibly can yeah speaking of uh weird draft days i heard about a league where they do um they draft it was one big draft and they draft basketball football and baseball all in the same draft. It's really, really long. And there's like a, a, a time of year where I forget how it works out this way, where the draft would go like at that time when I heard about this, like the first round was like Adrian Peterson, Mike Trout, LeBron James was like the first three picks. And like you have to fill out an entire lineup based across three sports. Now, are you interested in doing something like <laughs> not at all? <laughs> I think it'd be pretty cool. Not me. No, I don't know. Swim in shark infested waters and do that. Yeah, it sounds like (laughs) eating glass a little bit. So, all right, let's talk a little bit about actual uh, uh, players here because I think you agree. We've talked about this before as well that we're kind of open books when it comes to what our thoughts are when it comes to fantasy football because why lie about it or be coy with what our thoughts are on these players, good or bad? Because we're all here to have fun anyway. Yeah, that's my thing. I like talking about the players. It's fun. And me talking about a player most usually will not change a person's opinion on that player. You know, they're like, that player, like you love TJ Hawkinson. And I am am TJ Hawkinson is dog shit. Mm -hmm. And we're just polar opposites. And we can both bring up good reasons back and forth why we believe, why we don't. And it's not going to change either of our minds until he does one way or the other. Right. Yeah. Right. And yeah, it will. We can dig in. I can't believe you just right away throughout. So we were going to do, we're going to do quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. And we'll talk a little about guys we like. If you want to talk about guys you dislike, cool. I found it harder to find specific guys that I really, I know, I think you are a little bit more, I don't want to say extreme, but you have the, I love this guy. I hate this guy. I think you go more towards the love hate, and I'm kind of more neutral. For the most part. So it's hard to find a lot of, oh, I really hate this guy. I'm not touching him because the draft changes everything. Yeah. What I usually hate is where they're going at their ADP. Yeah. So, yeah, there's guys I just feel go way higher than they should. Man, sometimes they just knock it out of the park. So I'm just stupid and I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm right and I get to gloat about it. So it's, yeah. it's fun being extreme because you can say, well, I said that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I warned you. He fucking sucks. Yeah. Yeah. So quarterbacks, let's start there. So, are there any guys that you like? Or is there a strategy involved? What are your thoughts on quarterbacks in uh, this super flex and just fantasy football in general when it comes to draft strategy? What are you thinking? What do you um, like? Uh, I like a lot of guys. You know, I 
I want to end up with a guy I think can finish as a top five quarterback on a yearly basis. So that doesn't always mean I got to draft Herbert, Patty, uh, Josh mm-hmm. Allen, because a lot of times you can't get those guys. But you got to find a guy you believe has that ceiling. So like in the league we're in right now, I drafted Trey Lance in the third round because I think his ceiling's just super high. And mm-hmm. I'm not really trying to shoot for like safe floor or anything like that. That's when I'm drafting my first QB off the board. I just want the high upside I can get. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, now the second quarterback, I'm just looking for somebody in a dynasty league, ideally a guy who is going to be a starter for years to come. And if I can get a superstar at a good price, great, but you can't in super flexes. I've never seen it. I've never seen a superstar quarterback that you get as your second guy come at a price of like a fourth rounder, a young superstar. Yeah. You know, you're going to have to spend one of your top first three round picks on them. Um, so like in that draft we're talking about right now, I got Mac Jones because I thought 23 years old, guaranteed starter for, I'd say at least the next five years. I'd be shocked if he wasn't. And, you know, presents a very low ceiling, but a very safe floor, which I mm-hmm. kind of like in, a, in my second quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking a little bit about this um, for like the second and third quarterbacks in the Superflex League, a strategy that I'm mulling over. And obviously it really depends on how the draft actually falls in three weeks. Mm-hmm. So this could go right out the window, depending on where what happens, especially since I'm at the 101, I'm at the, the, the double picks. Yeah. But maybe pairing a getting a guy who's super young, maybe that's not even going to play, like for instance, Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett, or even someone who you're really unsure of, like Zach Wilson's a good example of that who played like shit. But um, they're adding superstars around him or p- uh, potential superstars. I guess they're rookies, so they're not superstars yet, but Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall. Yep. All that kind of stuff. Get super young, maybe not even play. And then at the end of the draft, not at the end, because it's not going to go that way, but get someone like Matt Ryan or even Tom Brady, who in the short term can fill that gap where I'm not really going to get much out of them. I can just toss the other guys on my bench and just throw Brady in there or Matt Ryan. I'm thinking that might be viable. Man, it is. But if you miss on those guys, yeah, for sure. easy to do. you are just screwed. Yeah. And uh, I don't, I wouldn't take, the guys you mentioned in any of the top three rounds. Yeah. And you know what, when you, okay, when I'm doing my mock drafts, I I'm every time I, I think I stopped doing mock drafts because I don't think it's going to be what I'm seeing in that mock draft. is going to be actuality because yeah. in this real dynasty league that we're in the middle of these quarterbacks go, yeah. they go. I think in the league we're doing live, I don't think they'll fly off the board as fast. Yeah. I think a lot of these guys are going to value uh, running backs and wide receivers a lot more than what we just did yeah. you know, on sleeper. Um, I'm expecting, you know, like Tom Brady went in, like, I think seven. I'm expecting yeah. him to be like a ninth rounder. I, I would think that he would be so late. I yeah. really thought that he'd be really, really late, but I guess in a super flex, it's just not, that's just not the way that it is. Yeah. Um, but Anyone you like, though, like, I know you said Trey Lance, you like Trey Lance. Um, I'm a big I'm a big believer in Russell Wilson this year. Um, I really like the situation that he's in. I like Russell Wilson. His his floor is high when he's healthy. And 
I think the injury, I think he's past that. And I think with all these weapons, Judy and Sutton and everyone like that, I think that you can get him at like QB eight or nine almost. And what's that going to be the end of the second, maybe round potentially, or, I mean, it could go earlier. I don't know what these guys are going to do, but to get that a pair with a superstar, you get in the first round, you're off to a rock and start with Russell Wilson. What are your thoughts on Russell? Yeah, I'm really excited for him this year. Uh, the weapons are good, but he had good weapons in Seattle. So it's not like I think the weapons are upgraded, but I'm excited to see what I, I don't know if they'll let him, but I hope that they do just let him play Russ ball, just let him cook. Mm-hmm. And let's just see what kind of fantasy season he can put up. I know he's mm-hmm. a great real-life quarterback <laughs> and all that, but I, I want to see the best fantasy because he's putting up top five fantasy seasons on just insane touchdown efficiency, but kind of low volume. So if he could just get a higher volume, I really wonder what the ceiling is. I'd, I'd love to see it. Yeah, I wonder about his running now. I really do. He's about 32? 33. Yeah. And I'm worried that his rushing is going to be gone. Not that that was his main game, but that added a little bit of, of, of boost, especially in fantasy. And he, I think he can overcome that though. I really do with his accuracy, his decision-making, he is elite. So I'm a big fan of Russell Wilson. Um, I also like um, Kirk cousins later on another, just one of those, he's just safe and he's got arguably the best wide receiver in the game. Like he's sneaky. Does really well every single year. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, this league we're doing where the buy-in's 50 and uh, you're kind of incentivized more to win now. I yeah. think guys like Wilson and cousins will go a lot higher than in the other draft we're doing where the buy-in is like 10 bucks. Yeah. Because, you know, people want to play for, cause he said he was going to, that commission, he's going to increase it over the years. So that changed the way I drafted. Cause I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't care if I win this year and I win a hundred, if I can win in three years and win 500. Yeah. That's kind of what the way I built. Um, but I think everybody's, you know, you put 50 bucks in, it's not, I mean, I know it's not a lot, but mm-hmm. you're incentivized to win. Nobody wants to throw 50 bucks down the drain. Well, I'm pretty you know? sure that all these guys, this is not their only like football league. So between me and, I mean, in all my leagues, I'm going to have like three or 400 bucks in fantasy football. So right. I got to win one of them, please. Yeah. In order to make this work out. Uh, <laughs> bottom line so yeah i agree anything else you want to talk about quarterback wise um not really except just i, w- I want to tell everybody that trevor lawrence sucks he's just awful okay. and his weapons are awful and his offensive okay. line's awful and he won't be good okay that is that is one way to close out a quarterback yeah. i feel like you're speaking directly to someone and i my, don't know who. my buddy colton's still a, a, okay. a t-law believer <laughs> okay and there I, he it couldn't is. make me eat my words because he was a generational prospect yeah and, you know i know christian kirk's not a world beater but he's a decent player and they did give him yeah. something but i just man he looked so bad they gave him the world yeah. like they, the contract they gave him changed things for wide receivers in the league. And it's what caused Tyree Kill to get traded and AJ Brown to get traded. You should be Devontae Adams. Christian Kirk. Yeah. Yeah. Like it changed with his con, his decision making. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, there, there you go. Um, Colton's in the league that we've been talking about, too. Yeah. I believe so. He knows what we're talking about. Um, so let's talk running backs here. Running backs, the, uh, the meat 
of the fantasy football world, as it were. That seems to be changing, though, doesn't it? With the way that NFL teams are rostering uh, running backs, that's slowly changing the way that fantasy football players are drafting running backs. It definitely is. uh, And also, a lot more fantasy leagues now that I notice are three wide receiver as opposed to two, which used to be the norm. Um, So wide receivers are kind of more incentivized to take. Zero RB is now just this mainstream thing. Yeah, that all the cool cats got to do. I you know, know. that's what I do, hear. Yeah, you got to do zero RB or you're a loser. Um, but I, I like I'm not, that idea. I'm not really with it, but I understand the thought process about it because if you hit on one of those backups you draft, and then you stack those elite weapons in the position to need, like tight end, you know, you get a quarterback a little higher if you do that. It's, I get the advantages it gives you, but you have to hit on the backup that you drafted, and the odds of that are still low. There's no rider. Like if you hit with zero RB, then zero RB works. If you draft RBs in your first two rounds and move on, then you win the league, then that works. It's there's no, I mean, it, it really honestly winning fantasy football obviously comes down to your waiver ads and your trades and your ad drops and your decision making a little bit. It also really comes down to injuries yeah, and we have, and we have no control over that whatsoever. So it's just fun. So whatever, what do you think about, Drafting running backs that you already have their quarterback on the same team or vice versa. Do you care? I used to care. I don't know if I care as much anymore. But for instance, if you had Javante Williams, is that going to make you not want to draft Russell Wilson? I I, guess in a dynasty kind of probably doesn't matter, but I don't think it deter me from it. But if I'm sitting there and I think, you know, I've got another quarterback I like just as much as Russ. Yeah. And I just can't make a decision between the two. I think I can, that could tie break it. Now, if you want to tell me it's Austin Eckler or Justin Herbert, I don't care. Right. Because he's going to be on the receiving end of those or McCaffrey or and superstar Sam Donald. Yeah. Or, of course. Know, whoever, whoever starts. Right, right. Hawkinson uh, and Goff. Right. Yeah. Swift and Goff. <laughs> there, I had to try to slide Hawk in there, the Hawk strap. Go ahead. But, you know, if you're really a superstar pass catcher that's going to catch 80 balls, like I would not mind at all having Aaron Jones and Aaron Rodgers. I think that's going to be a great connection this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't – I wouldn't – and Javante's a fine pass catcher. He'll probably catch 40, 50, you know. He's going to catch enough. I don't think it should deter you at all. Mm-hmm. But I definitely don't want, you know, a Chubb-Watson stack. Mm-hmm. Out of the, the top, the tippy top, the cream of the crop, you know, those first five, seven, eight, I don't know why I left six out of there, five or five or eight, you know, top running backs that are going to go off the board. Who's one that you're like, Ooh, that's my guy. That's my guy. I like you the best. And you can say Jonathan Taylor, that's fine. But is there anyone else that you're like, Ooh, is it Javante potentially? Or what are you thinking? Let me actually go pull up the ADP. So I know exactly what I'm talking about. While you're look, while you're looking that up, I'll tell you mine. Okay. Um, I love DeAndre Swift. That's mine. I just wanted <laughs> okay, to see yeah, where he was. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big, big fan. I think if he can stay healthy, he's who doggy, especially in half and full PPR. Yeah, and he's okay. So he's running back five on Dynasty, off the board on Sleeper. So to me, Jonathan Taylor is RB one, and I don't think anybody questions that. But he's going behind Najee, and I'm Swift over Najee. He's going behind yeah. Javante, and I'm Swift over Javante. He's going behind McCaffrey, and I'm Swift over McCaffrey. I think Swift is probably my dynasty RB2. Okay. Yeah. So 
And I understand if you want to be Najee just because of the surefire volume and Mm -hmm. all that, that's fine. But the way he catches the ball and just how much I value receptions, Mm -hmm. that's where I would win. I think Christian McCaffrey is still my two. Okay. Um, which sounds weird because in this other draft, I keep referencing the other draft. Sorry to everyone who doesn't know what I'm talking about. But in that draft, as a 12 team, I drafted fourth. I took Jonathan Taylor. And then it came back around and Christian McCaffrey was still there. And I passed on him. But I passed on him because I just took Jonathan Taylor in the first round. And I really didn't want to start that draft with two running backs on. You yeah, know, super flex doing that would be pretty tough. It'd be tough. So yeah. I took a quarterback instead. But like. Yeah, when Christian McCaffrey plays, what I think his like statistically, he is the best fantasy football player in history. Like on a, a fantasy points per game basis in history. He's incredible. <laughs> it's it's just, amazing. I so for redraft, I can definitely talk myself into it. Like, oh, he's had two unlucky seasons with these soft yeah. tissue injuries. Nothing, you know, he hasn't torn ACL. He didn't rupture an Achilles. Nothing terrible has happened to him. So I can really talk myself into in a redraft. But if you are sinking that into a dynasty, what happens if he gets hurt this year? Mm-hmm. Next year, next offseason, he's going to be 26 years old, you know, going into the offseason. And let's say you were not competing. You wanted to move him. You're not going to get half the value of that mid-second round pick you have to invest in him, you know, back. Mm-hmm. And it just scares me that one bad thing could not only hurt your team from a on the field, getting fantasy points perspective, but hurt your team as far as the value you have to move and get other assets right yeah yeah i agree i understand that i just can't stop loving them so is there anyone else that you like i was going to bring up leonard fournette and i know that's kind of an unfavor uh unpopular opinion in dynasty at least redraft that's a different story but in dynasty people kind of be tend to be shying away to leonard fournette and i don't know why i feel like people have this impression that he's like just shockingly old but I think it's just because he had his little stint in Jacksonville where he was a guy and then he kind of faded away for a minute and then it returned again. Uh, but I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Three-year deal in Tampa Bay. I, uh, I kind of prefer the strategy for Dynasty where I pass on the running backs early and I get guys like Fournette, guys like Cook later. You know, I know you might only be getting two or three years out of them, but you're getting such a value and probably such elite finishes in the next year or two that to mm-hmm. me it's worth it. Because Fournette with Godwin probably being – he might, probably will start on the pup the way they're talking. Right. They're saying, you know, there's no timeline for return. So I, I'm taking it as he's starting on the pup. Mm-hmm. Fournette caught 70 passes last year in like 14 games. Yeah. Imagine if, if there's a full season. He could touch 95 receptions. Well, like Tom Brady – I mean, we're talking about just for this year. Tom Brady, he's going to be 45. I believe. Like yeah, it'll be like 90. He's 44 currently. I think he's going to be 45 at a certain point in the season. Like, I, I know that he's unbelievable, arguably the greatest athlete ever, definitely the best football player, blah, 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 blah. Eventually, he's going to stop throwing the ball downfield. Like, just because he, I mean, last year he did it when he needed to. He was good in that mid range, which was awesome. But eventually, what happened with Drew Brees? What happened with Peyton Manning? It's just like, okay you cannot throw the ball past this line from now on. And I think Fournette's going to be the immediate beneficiary of that. I don't think that's going to happen to Tom unless he suffers an injury, because I think that's what caused Manning and uh, Breeze. It's because they're old men. (laughs) I don't know. Mm -hmm. But you would know. 
<laughs> I teed you up for that one. Yes. How old are you? 30. Oh, man. The big 3 I'm actually not even 30 yet. 29. Well, then why would you say 30? Because in you're fantasy 29. football season, I'll be 30. <laughs> During the fantasy that's how season. That's how we're doing it. <laughs> I'm 34 right now, and I'll, I'll remain 34 until through the Super Bowl. So, um, uh, Anyone else? Who are some guys you like running back-wise uh, in Dynasty this year? So, like I said, Dynasty, a lot of times I prefer to wait. If I can get DeAndre Swift late second round, though, I'll pull the trigger on that. Mm. Uh, you know, I really – I know this is so unfavorable to most people, but Miles Sanders still intrigues me so much because when he plays, he is awesome. And I think he's only 24, still has just a ton of untapped potential on a team that wants to run the ball, pound it down people's throats. If touchdown variance goes his way, he's going to be in for a monster year. Do you know how many touchdowns he had last year? Zero. Zero. Yeah. So I, thought, that, I don't know why that scares. Obviously, he's going to score a touchdown next year, right? But well, like he will, he will. This offense will improve. You know the way people talk about Nick Chubb as a pure runner, and yeah, he, he's always really averaged, good. he always averages over five yards a carry. He's a monster. So Sanders really last good. year on 137 attempts, five and a half. Year before that, 164 attempts, 5.29. Um, you know, his rookie year was the year he really caught the ball well. He had 509 receiving yards. I'm just hoping – I don't think he's going to catch a ton of passes from Hurts because Hurts ain't checking down. He's running. But I'm just mm-hmm. hoping he catches, you know, 40 balls, something like that, gets to 200 carries. And all of a sudden, you know, you might have a guy around with, putting with 1,000 yards uh, rushing, 300 yards receiving. You know, maybe he gets 10 touchdowns. You know, they're going to score points. That I think that's going to be a surprisingly good offense this year. Mm-hmm. Um and you got all of a sudden you got a 24 year old young running back attached to a uh, you know if that if the offense is great attached to a good quarterback a good offense and you, you're getting them at like tenth round prices yeah and that's I, where it comes to me is the yeah, the value I just I think that I no matter what where you're getting them I think it's going to be fine but the potential for growth there is so high yeah yeah no I, I see that I the touchdown like positive regression is going mm-hmm. to come. I mean, it's going to, he's going to hit some Hertz is going to snipe some of them though, but he, oh, Miles Sanders is, he's a good running back. So, and where you're going to get him, he's one of like the last starting running backs that's going to get drafted, which is wild. Yeah. Can I talk about one more guy? Yeah. Elijah Mitchell. Okay. Yeah. I just, you know, I don't think people realize the year he had last year, he only played 11 games. He mm-hmm. had 963 yards. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to do the math right now, but that's got to be close to like a 1350 pace. Mm-hmm. Just insane. And Debo says he doesn't want to run the ball anymore. Even if he gets extended, doesn't get traded. I don't know how often we're going to see Debo stealing touches in the backfield. I don't think that we will in San yeah. Francisco. I agree with you. But uh, yeah, he's 24 years old. Um, I have in my column to talk about for running backs – I will not be touching Elijah Mitchell or any of the San Francisco 49ers running backs in this league. So you guys can write that down. Um, If you guys remember last year when we were talking about who's going to be the guy in San Francisco, it was, is it going to be Raheem Mostert or is it going to be Trey Sermon? It's going to be one of these two guys and are getting drafted like very, very similarly. Well, turns out it was Elijah Mitchell with a little bit of sprinkling of Jeff Wilson. Like we don't know. And they drafted a rookie who is apparently really good as well. The only thing that's missing out of this is Raheem Mostert. So you've got all the Elijah Mitchell is the best running back for sure. 
for sure. And I'll get the first touches. I don't want that headache. I get it. Shanahan's just annoying anyway. Yeah. You know, every year it's something that just tanks your team. And it's, they're beat writers too, you know. They're awful. Yeah, Trey Sermon's been getting, you know, first team reps mm-hmm. during all training camp. All of a sudden, yeah. Trey, Trey Sermon, healthy scratch week one. Yeah. yeah. This is embarrassing to say. And I won this league. It was your listener league last year, so I'm happy mm-hmm. to say this. Yeah. I drafted Trey Sermon over Javante Williams. I drafted him at like 7-9, and Javante went like 7-11, something like that. Mm-hmm. Because I thought yeah. this is the starting running back for the San Francisco 49ers. And well, it worked he didn't out even for play. you. Well, it, it worked did. out for you. All the decisions that you made from that moment led you to a championship. So if you were to take in Javante, you probably wouldn't have won. Somewhere along the line, you would have done something weird or not made a, a, a waiver pickup. So you're welcome to the 49ers beat writer, as you should be saying, I should say. But he screwed me. Trey Sermon's going to be the 49ers running back <laughs> to, to have this year because it doesn't make any yeah. sense for that to happen. The same thing. It was with Miami Dolphins running backs. I won't be touching them. Uh, I'll, you know, they're all going cheap enough. I don't mind touching them. And I think Chase Edmonds is going to be the lead guy. I Maybe. Don't he's, I don't think he's going to be uh, – I, I think so. I think he's going to get enough usage to be playable, you know, around running back 24. Is that what I want, though? Is that what I want? Like, uh, do I want half of a running back? Because Mostert is awesome when he plays. He'll it's true. Play. And Sony Michelle just ruins the entire thing. Oh, no, by the by, the- – <laughs> They still have Miles Gaskin. Sucks. So, <laughs> see if you could just be the offensive coordinator of the Miami Dolphins, things would be a lot easier for fantasy football. Most of it is go. really, really good, but like Edmonds is really, really good. I Ed- agree. I Edmonds like has never been on the field, and everybody go that guy sucks. That poor He's guy. Good. Yeah. The, the thing that guy. scares me the most about that is I think he is best as a pass catcher, and in the yeah. 49ers scheme that they run, running backs don't catch passes. Mm-hmm. So if McDaniel's bringing that over, I don't know how many receptions are there to go to Edmonds, mm-hmm. which is you know takes away the best skill set. It is scary. Yeah, well, Tua can't throw the ball, so they're gonna have to figure something. I mean, he just can't. So we'll figure that out. I, I suppose crosses with Waddle and Tyreek. Is, Tyreke, is there a, a big Miami Dolphins fan in this league? Rich, Rich. Yeah. Sorry, Rich. I didn't mean all those oh, things he, I said. He, he hates Tua. <laughs> it does. Okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. Good. I'm, then I, I take it back, Rich. I do mean it. Uh, anyone else you want to talk about running backs? Good, bad, indifferent? Um, not off the top of my head. That I can okay. So let's talk wide receivers then. Um, before we get into actual guys, uh, <laughs> that's what she said. Uh, that's, what what, <laughs> that's what Dakota said. Right before our draft. <laughs> let's get into some guys. <laughs> What do you think of stacking wide receivers with quarterbacks? So I think it provides you like a higher ceiling. And I think it's nice. So if you get Justin Jefferson and Cousins is floating around there in like the late, in a, in a super flex, like late sixth, early seventh, something like that, and you're sitting there trying to choose between two guys, I think that can really say, well, I need Cousins because I can stack this and I have such a higher ceiling. So it's, it's nice, it's fine, but I think people who go out and overdraft a quarterback based on the receiver or go out and draft a receiver based on the quarterback they have and overdraft, I think that's a terrible decision. I do that <laughs> when I get enough natty lights in my <laughs> system. I, I I love it. I love the stack because of the ceiling. I've always historically played a lot of things safe, and lately I have been just saying, you know what, 
to win a fantasy football league. You, I mean, if you want to play it safe, then yes, I'll get fifth place or fourth place every year. And, and then that's fine. But if you want to win, I just raise your ceiling and yeah, I could finish last, but having that mega stack there, those years, like having Stafford and Megatron, that kind of stack. And I know that that's, I mean, that's Stafford and cup Stafford cup. You could have yeah. got that cheap last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Brady Evans. Yeah. Brady threw for a million yards and I was going to actually talk about Mike Evans as a guy I like this year. Oh, he's just okay. so he, he seems so boring, but he is the most consistently good wide receiver. Similar is Keenan Allen on. Um, he's just going to get you a, a, a floor of a thousand yards and whatever else comes of that is great. And a bunch of touchdowns. Yeah. Like, and uh, I mean, he's in a lonely receiver room right now. You're not going to be able yes, I know everybody's is. like, Russell Gage, wide receiver two on the. I will not make the Russell Gage mistake again. I can't do it twice. I'm tired of hearing it. He's not good. Stop it. Knock it off. Enough of that shit. Get some help. (laughs) Yeah. Gronkowski. I hope Uh, he comes back. I think he could have a good year. Did you know that he finished in the top 12 of tight ends, like in two thirds of the weeks that he played last year? He wasn't shocking. He was good. Yeah. But he just was, he just was, he's old. He's younger yeah. than me, but he's old. And he's always been injury prone. He, the yeah. way he plays leads to that. <laughs> yeah. He plays like a fucking machine. Yeah. Just like, he, it looks like it's painful for him to run now. Like, have you yeah. seen him like in open field space? You're like, this guy does not feel good. <laughs> he's still so good, which is crazy. Yeah. I mean, they scheme him with, with Tom Brady, similar to how like the Chiefs would uh, scheme Tyreek Hill to the uh to Patrick Mahomes and that's why I don't think I'm not interested in Tyreek Hill this year and in any of my least redraft or dynasty what about you what do you think about Tyreek Hill it's tough you know the elite talent he has you know is unquestioned because he he did that he did that with Alex Smith but okay but they fit okay okay yes right (laughs) yes but it is hard with two I but Alex Smith is a great quarterback and i will say that he is a he's not an elite quarterback alex okay. smith was really good he was really good I, he I, was really I good go there yeah. I, okay like you said great, great but I, all, I right. Will meet you all right good. he <laughs> was quality he was kirk cousins-esque if yeah, we yeah. say kirk cousins is good then you got to say alex smith was good alex smith was good for sure and yeah. uh you know tyree kill is what made him good <laughs> no, oh man oh no, man Kareem hunt like, <laughs> to act like Tyreek Hill is in the lead, I think it's silly. But it is hard to envision how they're going to use him with Tua when you have Jalen Waddle, who pr- brings a lot of the same skills to the table. It's hard to see it, but they gave so much draft capital away for him. They gave so much money to him. I do believe that when teams make those investments, they want to see that work, and they're willing to manufacture things to make that work. So. I'm willing to take them, especially mm-hmm. if he falls, but I'm not reaching for him and I'm not super excited. I think once they realize that all the things that they're going to scheme for Tyree Kill, because of all those things you just said, because they pay, yay, we pay the guy, let's scheme some stuff for him. They're going to realize that Waddle is better at all that stuff. And then they're going to go, oh, right. <laughs> uh, I really like Jalen Waddle, though. But I like him less now that Tyreek is there. It's just, it just the whole Miami thing. It's just muddy. Yeah, it's not great. But a lot of that, I think, is opportunity because so many people just see muddy. 
mm-hmm. that they won't reach their hand and see what they can grab. They just won't but reach around if, and tug at it a yeah, little. If you've just got the nuts to do it, there's you can't tell me that there's not going to be an elite fantasy weapon on that team. There I will, will choose the wrong one, though. That's the oh, problem. <laughs> I probably will, too. But I'm just saying somebody's going to end up great. Yeah, I, I want at least a shot at it. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, all the pieces are there for Tua to excel. So sorry, Rich. We just did this twice, two segments in a row. How bad Tua sucks. You know what, though? I, I bet you five bucks that when we draft on the 25th, I'll end up taking Tua and I'll look at you and go, I can't fucking believe this is about to happen. You just wait. Um, and I won't like it at all. But um, top five, top eight wide receivers of the dynasty draft class if you still have it pulled up is there one of those guys that you're like ooey i like you uh the obvious one is always justin jefferson to me he's the wide receiver one and he goes as the wide receiver two i like him more than chase and uh that's probably a bold take especially chase chase is attached to joe burrow which is a huge bonus but i just i think jefferson's better um so that's kind of the way i lean He's definitely mm-hmm. going to get more receptions. So if you're playing in any sort of league that gives half point or full point PBR, I think that's where you got to go. Yeah. Um, now, other than him, this is hard for me to do because he hasn't done it yet, but I love CD Lamb. I've got CD Lamb written as my guy. He, he, he's my wide receiver three in Dynasty. I'll take him over Cooper Cup, which yeah. he's just younger. He's, yeah, he's a lot younger. Exactly. It depends on how, if you are going all in, I'm going to win this year. Cooper Cup's obviously the play. And especially because you're probably going to be able to stack him with Stafford if you want that stack, you know, because you can mm-hmm. still get him behind, you know, in third usually. But uh, that that's who I take as my wide receiver three, just the talent mm-hmm. with a good offense, with the quarterback, with the youth. It's just mm-hmm. great. It's a, it's a great mixture. Another guy, not an elite elite, but a guy that I really like. Um, and I think me and you had talked about this recently. I think Michael Pittman's name has come up. Um. Oh, sorry. There's a lot of natty just coming right up. <laughs> yeah. um, so get ready for that on the draft day, guys. A lot of that. Uh, I like Michael Pittman. I like him a lot. Um, not just with Matt Ryan this year, but I think he has elite talent. And I think he's going to be the guy in Indianapolis for a long, long time. I know that his run first with Taylor, obviously, but Pittman's going to have a lot of value. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I like Michael Pittman. And so to me, he goes around the same area where like Terry McLaurin does. And I prefer Pittman to scary Terry. And it, it pains me to say that because I love McLaurin, but I think yeah, I, agree. I, I think McLaurin's a better receiver, actually. Yeah. But so McLaurin's gonna play with Wentz this year. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Play, that's an, enough yeah. is enough. That's it. <laughs> Pitt, Pittman's gonna play with Matty Ice. I think that's an upgrade. But then you think about the future. Wentz probably isn't the answer in Washington. And uh, Matty Ice definitely isn't the answer in Indianapolis. Too old. Which too organizations old. do you think would be able to <laughs> try to get a quality quarterback in there? Because freaking Indianapolis actually tries. They try to go get quality guys. They try to get Phillip Rivers. Too old. Matty Ice, I probably think, is too old. But they're going out and they're trying to get people. Last year, Washington, they went with Ryan Fitzpatrick, which would have worked. worked. It would have worked. It wouldn't have. And then they had <laughs> Taylor Heineke. And they were fine Bat- with that. Battlehawk. A St. Louis, yeah. Louis Battlehawk, Taylor Backup. Heineke. Backup Battlehawk. Hey, he had the he, Taylor Heineke had the best football dive in 
NFL history in Boy, that playoff play. game. Yep. That thing, that was unbelievable. He was a half an inch off the grass, his entire body length, and scored that touchdown against Tampa Bay. My Hall thing is, I don't think free agents are going to Washington. Nobody wants to play, you know, sign with that ownership. Terrible. Nobody's mm-hmm. going to do it. So they're going to have to draft a quarterback to be the future. And maybe you think it's Sam Howell. I don't really think, you know, he went in like fifth round. I have a hard time seeing you know, Tom Brady's happened once and never. So he's like the only one. Tom Brady ruins the late quarterback because it's like, well, Tom Brady was a sixth I round. Stop I get sick it. of that. Another one I can remember is, uh, you know, Mark Bolger. Because he was, and nobody wants to talk about it, but he was a two-time Pro Bowler. He was a good quarterback. I couldn't stand Mark Bolger, and he was statistically really good. Yeah, he was. Uh, Tony Romo. Uh, I don't even know if he was drafted. He might have been un. I think he was undrafted. Yeah. So anyway, it does happen. So Sam Howe could be the answer. But I just – I. Don't think their team is just trash. I think they're going to win enough games to stay out of the Bryce Young, CJ Stroud conversation next year. And I don't see where this franchise quarterback is going to come from. Yeah, because what you're saying is true. No one's going to want to voluntarily go there. Um, That was how it was for the Buffalo Bills for the longest time. And how do they get around that now? They drafted Josh Allen. With a top seven pick. Right. So, you know, I don't, I really don't think Washington's going to be that bad. They're in a weak division. I think they're going to beat the Giants twice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a good defense, line strong. They have nice skill players between Gibson and McLaurin. They're going to, they're going to rattle off some wins. I think they'll probably, you know, get six wins. I don't think you're going to get a top seven pick with six, seven wins. They honestly could go like eight and nine. Yeah. It wouldn't shock me. And then be one of those teams that is just middling constantly. Yeah. And that's, I feel like that's how they've been. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe you said that about Taylor Heineke, but whatever. Um, so one more guy I was going to talk about, and I, I don't, I've been back and forth and back and forth and we're talking later rounds now. Kadarius, Tony. Love him. Okay. Yeah. New York giants for now, at least, um, had every injury known to man last year, which kept him off the field for a lot of it. But he, when he flashed, he flashed hard. Yeah. I, don't think he's going to end up being anything. No. I think he's going to be one of those guys who's hurt and he's in trouble and coaches don't like him and he can't get on the field. I think that's probably what's going to happen, but he looks so good in the games he played. I'm, I'm willing to just say, screw it. I'm, I'm going to try it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've got hope. Um, them drafting Wondell Robinson in the second round, though, tells me. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye-bye, Tony. Even if it's not bye-bye, it's on the end of the bench, you know, uh, like San Francisco did with Dante Pettis all those years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, right. He had all that hype and then Shanahan decides to hate you. And I kind of mm-hmm. think that's happened with Tony. And I don't know if there's anything he can do to fix that. And if he doesn't get traded, he's just stuck. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know, but I'm, I'm willing to bet on the talent for sure. Uh, there was one receiver I really wanted to talk about. Oh, the rookie. And it's Chris Olave. Okay. So you saw me draft Garrett Wilson at seven, five, and I was going to come back in the eighth and draft Olave because I thought he'd fall. So somebody picked him up at the 7-Eleven in that draft we're doing right now. I tried to swap Garrett Wilson for him and then do like a little pick swap with a couple picks. Mm-hmm. And the guy said, no, I think Olave is better than Wilson. I was thinking about it. I was like, I do too. <laughs> yeah, it's so bad. Yeah, I think his route running is just so insane. Mm-hmm. It's so crisp. I I think he is going to be incredible. I think, yeah. I think he has an outside chance of being the best rookie this, this year having the best rookie year of, any of these receivers. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk for a minute about rookie receivers. Um, 
I'm I'm a big. This is gonna sound like a a bias pick because uh, it's nice, but Traylon Burks. He sucks. He's there. He, there it is. No. His situation is just. It's just too. It's too picture perfect. It's sim- very similar to Drake London, and they're both big guys. They're gonna be the star of the team with very questionable quarterback play. Um, I like Traylon Burks and I like Drake London a lot. Yeah, I like them both. Um, there's not you're not gonna find a receiver in this draft that I'm just totally out on. You know, it, it, that we're the upper echelon guys. Mm-hmm. Um, even Jahan Dotson, you know, he went 16th overall and he's going to play in the slot. I think he's going to see a lot of targets. I think he's a good player. The problem but is that they're going to be from Wentz. Wentz, yeah. And he's not going to be the number one, obviously, because he got scary tear there. And Curtis Samuel's still there. I'm not sure he's going to be the two. And yeah. Logan Thomas is going to catch passes. He's a mm-hmm. good tight end. But anyway, um, about back to Traylon Burks, if they use him right, and I think they will because Tennessee seems to always do that with their players. Frable's good at that. Yes, yeah. he's great at that. I think he's going to be a big slot receiver where they run routes that he can get the ball in his hands and do stuff Open after space. the catch. Yeah. Yes, and he is great at it. And he is so big and so physical. And people say four five four isn't good. Look at his size. His he's speed score is incredible. Look at his game tape where he's just running away from every SEC defender there is. Mm-hmm. He's a good mm-hmm. player. Um, what scares me is I don't think his skill set is bulletproof. So if he's used in the wrong way, I don't think that yeah. he just overcomes it. Um, like Olave, I don't see how you use him wrong. He's gonna he's gonna be on the outside. That's what he is. Mm-hmm. But he he's always gonna be open. That there's no doubt that he will always be open. So um, I, I I I know I was gonna while you were talking because you brought up if they use him the right way and and that he's massive and he still yeah. runs insanely fast and you're talking about Traylon Burks so we're talking about Titans. It's completely sidetracking everything but have you ever seen derrick henry's high school stats yes i have it's insane yeah. <laughs> it's, it doesn't make it really you, doesn't make any sense have you seen the, run the, for his senior year like three thousand yards he ran so it's 13 games played i got it right here in 2012 his high school stats um in 13 games played he ran for 4261 rushing yards yeah which was an average of 9.2 a rush and 55 touchdowns in, thir- in 13 games that's what my creative players do on madden when i yeah. sliders all the way over there was an article i forget where i read it but the article was interviewing now uh, high school players that are like accountants and like teachers and like normal people like we are who play defense against Derrick Henry in Florida uh, at that in that same district as where he went to high school and it's just like their like takes on how Derrick Henry is just like what why are we why are we even here yeah we shouldn't be like one of the codes one of the guys is like my coach told me hey seriously though don't really try to tackle him because you're going to get hurt. <laughs> you're going to break your collarbone if you try to tackle it. this guy. So I don't know what to do here. So anyway, you got to look for, look for that article. I don't know where it is, but it's, it's hilarious to see. I would have just dug up some divots in my field before yeah. game and just go sprain that ankle. Just go for those ankles yeah. every time. Yeah. Is there anyone that you don't really like that seem juicy? Let me uh, pull up ABP on. I got it right here. And mm-hmm. I will, well, a guy going at the spot I don't like is A.J. Brown. He's mm-hmm. going fifth overall. And I 
it's okay if you want to do it. Um, but I, I think I'm out at cost right now. Me too. Uh, I don't think there's going to be enough volume to be a top five wide receiver now or in the foreseeable few, you know, next few years. Yeah. Jalen Hurts is a better passer than we think. Uh, this is a real stat. He had eight touchdown passes called back to penalties last year. Sweet. Yeah, so that's quite that's quite a bit. You know, yeah. so mm-hmm. he's a better passer than what people want to get him credit for, and he's been working with freaking Jalen Rager. So come on, oh my God. it's it's a huge thing. I just to be a top five receiver most of the time, you need seventy five or eighty catches minimum, and I think he's probably going to be around sixty five. It's mm-hmm. just it's hard to do. He's going to have to you know hit 10, 11 touchdowns if he's going to do it. And then right after him, Debo Samuel. If yeah. Debo, I mean, obviously his future's a tad bit uncertain, but I think he probably stays with the the 49ers. Um, but at the same time, he wants doesn't want to be used in the fashion that Shanahan's been using him that is incredible. So mm-hmm. I just I don't see how he finishes like he did last year if he's not yeah. running the ball. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think I think that could go to Ayuk. Mm-hmm. I think that that he's not going to run the ball like Debo, but I'm talking about these end arounds and these manufactured plays. If Debo doesn't want them, they go to Ayuk, and all of a sudden Debo he's not going to be phased out because he's incredible. But you're going to see that pie kind of split more towards fifty fifty instead of like seventy five twenty five like it was yeah. last year. And it all depends on what Trey Lance prefers because you're going to have a brand new quarterback in there. Allegedly, I mean there is a greater than zero chance that Garoppolo. Yep, I is did still like, there. So. Uh, oh, I think it was the opening day of OTAs. They asked him, Shanahan, about that. He said, the plan is to trade to be the starter and we're going to trade Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Yeah. I like that he just came out and said that, but at the same time, Kyle Shanahan is a liar. Yeah. <laughs> don't yeah. Not a big but fan. It was, it was nice to hear somebody who you know has a share of Trey Lance. Yeah. yeah. I, don't think I'm, I think I'm out on Michael Thomas. I think I'm out on Michael so Thomas. Cheap, I don't know how I'm, you out. I'm, I'm, I'm out. I'm he's out. Free. I, he's not free. He's, he's not free. free. He's in like the what eighth round potentially. He just went, he just went in the tenth round. No, mm-hmm. maybe eleventh of a twelve team draft. Yeah, no thanks. He's, he's outside of the top one hundred guys right now. No thanks. Okay. Um, I think that he is going. I mean, I think Olave is going to become the star there. I really do think that. Um. Michael Thomas hasn't been good since 2019. Yep. And that was with Drew Brees, Hall of Famer. And Winston, I, I'm optimistic that he's going to improve. He became last year for the first time. It seemed like he was more of a game manager, which was fine because yep. he used to just blast off fucking like you wouldn't believe in Tampa Bay. Yep. Brought you back down to earth, learn from Drew Brees. All right, maybe just relax a little bit, but then he tore his ACL. I think he's is the volume going to be there for Michael Thomas? Are we are we just assuming he's going to be 2019 Michael Thomas? I, I I don't think he reaches that, but this year if he plays and he's healthy, so that's the thing. If you think he's healthy, I don't see how he's not the team leader in receptions. I don't really see how he gets under 80 of them. Jarvis Landry is going to be the team leader in receptions. Jarvis Landry sucks. Jarvis Landry is going Ass. to take those middling targets. Oh, a lot of them. He, he does it everywhere. He did no. it everywhere. Jarvis he, Landry takes targets. That's what he does. He didn't take any targets last year because he sucks. <laughs> He's so bad. 
You're very, you're very he's, persuasive. He's bad, man. Go Dude, watch. Is that, Jarvis Landry is good. Was now good. you now you relax. He was good in Miami. He was good in for the first year. He was good in Cleveland. Yep, for the first now year. he's like forty, and he's gonna be he's gonna ruin a lot of people's lives in in New Orleans because he's gonna take a lot of volume. It's not like there's a ton of volume. Okay, so Winston's going to toss let's talk around about there. how good Jarvis Landry is. All right, let's hear it. So he had fifty-two targets on, or fifty-two receptions on eighty-seven targets. Okay, eighty-seven targets from like two feet away, and he still only yeah. got fifty-two receptions. Scored two touchdowns. The year before that, seventy-two. Is, catches. Was it Baker Mayfield throwing it to him? Yes. Uh, there it is. Seventy-two. I don't really think Baker is that much worse than James. He's not. And he's the he was the only option. Um, but he had 72, 840, which isn't bad, but three touchdowns. I just I don't think he's gonna come in and take Michael Thomas targets. No, 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 no. I mean, he will, but like <laughs> no, not all of them. No, not any of it, them. No, Michael Thomas has to get on the field. That's his big problem. And yeah. it's been a while since he's been healthy, and they're still not talking like he's ready. Yeah, they're saying he's still scary. That's the scary thing. Because when he came back last year, last year, he was absolutely trash. So he did. I, I don't think he played at all last year, did he? When he came back in 2020, then he came back for a yeah, and that was with Taysom. But so, um, are you familiar with Matt Harmon and reception perception? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Yeah. mm -hmm. So, in 2020, what he charted was that Michael Thomas played just as good as he did in 2019 from a separation and route running standpoint. That makes me question Matt Harmon's reception perception because that is total uh, bullshit. I don't know. Drew Brees to Taysom Hill is. Huge. Uh, not. It wasn't that that crazy towards it, the end. Okay, there. let me go. I, I want to pull this up because I do think you're going to be shocked. Okay. Um, and this is his game. Log. Drew Drew Brees with his average of like six yards downfield yeah. throws. Yeah, man, that <laughs> but, was at the end too. It was. So I know brutal. it was. It was. It was hard to watch because it's like this is this is the end. I mean, Peyton Manning used to throw just absolute trash balls out there too at the end. You're like, oh boy, something okay. that. So these are his last few games in a. 2020. So eight targets, eight receptions, 84 yards. 11 targets, nine catches, 105 yards. Six targets, four receptions, 50 yards. 12 targets, nine receptions, 104 yards. Who's this? Did, this is Michael Thomas? Yes. It's the last games he played. He was on pace for like 1,200 yards in that, over that last four game span. He didn't catch any touchdowns. He had no touchdowns that year. Yeah, he sucks. And yeah, he got hurt that whole year. I, I think he's still good. I, yeah. I was hoping I would get him in this league. I just, made some trades to get more depth and move up. So I didn't have like a 10th or an 11th. And it kind of cost me because I, I wanted him. I, you can have him. You yeah, can I have be, him. I believe in him. Let him ruin your lineup and not hey, mine. I've got Jameis in that league too. So I really, I thought that oh, was the stack. This, was no, no we got it. We got a different story now. If you want to stack, then I'm all about it. Cause <laughs> I love it. But yeah. anyway, let's talk. Uh, let's move on to tight ends before we close this thing out. And, uh, and we don't have to talk about TJ Hawkins. We don't have to talk about him. Oh my god, we are talking about him though. No, I like TJ Hawkins. No, so why do you like afraid. him so much? I'm curious. I think from an athletic perspective, he is one of the best athletes at the tight end position. I think the only thing negative about TJ Hawkinson is his situation. For sure. And I think that's big, you know, when you're talking. But what scares me is you got Amon Ross St. Brown underneath. You've got DeAndre Swift underneath. You've got TJ Hawkinson, who a lot of his targets in the past have came underneath intermediate sum. But now you've got JMO over the top. When he comes into the when when he plays, yeah, probably, whatever that probably is. Week 
week four. I can't imagine him being out for much longer. That's but yeah, you're right. Fair. I just don't know how many targets are going to be there to feed him. And if he even does get the targets, how many touchdown opportunities are there going to be? So, right. But if you, if, if DeAndre Swift is going to be as good as we say he is, and I also agree that Amon Ross St. Brown's going to be good as well. And you got DJ Chark out there, you got James Williams. So what about this team doesn't say it's going to improve and there's going to be more touchdown opportunity. There are going to be more touchdowns. I just, like you just said, you think DeAndre Swift's going to be good. You I think do. Ross St. Brown's going to be good. Yeah. I still that. think TJ Hawk. <laughs> I, I I think TJ Hawkinson is a better tight end than Amon Ross St. Brown is a wide receiver. I I agree with that, but because Amon Amon Ross St. Brown is so one dimensional as an underneath receiver, that's uh-huh. all they're going to do with him, and it's going to take those opportunities away from Hawk. Is what I'm afraid. Of. He had a lot. St. Brown had a really good stretch of a of a handful of games. It, it was like seven games in a row. It was incredible. It wasn't just this little tiny flash. I'm, it was I'm, great. I'm not. I think there's the potential for him to be great, but I'm not going to crown him the target machine yet. No, that was without Hawk and that was without Swift. So I, those numbers are obviously inflated. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that because that's all he can do, that's what he is mm-hmm. going to do. And I think it's going to take away easy targets for Hawkinson. Send Hawkinson. Just send him downfield. Exactly. Down. And I think that might happen. I think he might get the intermediate passes. But I don't right. think you're going to see a ton of those coming from golf. I don't think you're going to see eight targets a game. Hawkinson's going to be better than Kittle. Uh, I don't like Kittle, so I'm not going to argue. It's very possible. They just want they they want to make Kittle the highest paid offensive lineman in football. Is what San Francisco yeah. wants to do with Kittle. Just yeah. block. I know you're great vertical threat. Just block. Yeah, you're incredible, but fuck that. Yeah. Um, one guy that I like is uh, a little bit of a sleeper. And I want to know your thoughts on it because he's still available in this other league that me and you are in, and I really want him. Is Irv Smith from the Minnesota Vikings? I've got no interest. You have no interest in Irv yeah, Smith? He, uh, I just haven't seen it. He got hurt last year, obviously. Really, the one I have interest in in Minnesota is KJ Osborne because uh, St. Louis Rams offensive coordinators came over to take over their head coaching job. They run like 72% of their plays out of three wide receiver sets. Osborne flashed last year. He looked good when he got the ball. I think he's the one who's got the potential to be the third target. You know, Maybe in a best ball. Maybe in this best ball, because then you don't have to pick and choose the week that Osborne yeah. goes off. Yeah, I think I think he's going to be a safe floor player. I think he's going to get five targets a game, you know, be able to, if you have to put him in your lineup, do it. You know, he's going to be safe. It's not going to feel good, but yeah. okay. It, it's like, you know, you got guys hurt, you got guys on by. You always have to have a guy like that you can play. And know that they're going to be on the field. And I think Osborne's going to be that guy. I think, you know, we know Adam Thielen's towards the end and he can get hurt any moment. Now, if you want to make the gamble on Irv Smith, I think that's fine. I just think he's far from a guy that I'm saying is a solid pick based on what I've seen or what I believe. It's he, just like, he's free. He could be. Yeah. He's, he's free. He goes in, he's going to go in like the, the 15th or 16th round. And it's like, I, that situation, sure. I'd rather have Njoku going around that same price point. He just got extended yesterday. Yeah, um, I, I, the contract that Njoku just got is making me. It's like twenty eight million guaranteed, ain't it? It's, a, sure it's yeah, it's a ton, yeah. it's like it's a total of like almost sixty million. Yeah, and then it, like a, like half. Yeah, it's like four years. What, however much you just said, and but the first two years, twenty eight million are fully guaranteed, and then they do something weird with the cap where they can cut them if they need to. But it's I like it's, they extended it's, them, and I I believe it. Yeah, 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 yes. <laughs> yes, I, I mean suppose. he was a, a first-round pick. Talents there. He's finished as a tight end yeah. one before, and nobody talks about it. But like, 
I think the contract is making me, yeah, and I like him, but like without the contract there, if, if it was like, would it change my opinion of him? Um, is it just I, because it's just showing that the Browns are this invested in him? I is that what's changing him, things? I liked him beforehand, but the contract solidified. You know, it was a guy, I, hey, I'm interested in this. Then they, they put their stamp of approval on it and it says, oh, this is a guy I can count on to at least be the starting tight end. Because right. there was, you know, it could be Harrison Bryant. We don't really know. But you don't invest that type of I, money. I think we know that it's not going to be Harrison Bryant. Yeah. Hey, I got a question for a guy I figured you might like. Uh-huh. Austin Hooper. So I don't. Okay. <laughs> and I I think he's going to be really good for the Tennessee Titans. I loved the signing for the Tennessee Titans. I just don't think that I am interested in there's a very small pie of volume in yep. Tennessee. And there's all these vacated targets by AJ Brown and Traylon Burks is Traylon Burks, but Robert Woods is going to get a lot of it. And this is still going to be a Derrick Henry show as long as it can. I don't, I don't think I'm going to be able to pick the day. I don't think I can rely on Austin Hooper to be my tight end. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, like another best ball thing. If I'm wrong and he does ascend, then sure yeah. on random games, he hits, but I'll choose the wrong ones. And I, I think that's just, it's just the volume is it's AJ. It, it, there's not a ton of passing that's going yeah. to happen in Tennessee. Yep. So I do think they're going to be losing quite a bit more this year. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I, so I, I think, yeah. I think they might be forced to throw a little bit more. I don't, yeah. I think you're right. I think they're going to want to run, but mm-hmm. uh, sometimes I think they're going to be forced out of that. Um, you already know the tight end I'm most excited about is that at their ADP Dalton Schultz because of mm-hmm. age, offensive situation, yeah, targets. but there's another guy I want to talk about because I haven't talked about him and it's Cole Komet. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in a situation where Darnell Mooney's the only other guy that they can throw to. Uh, Byron Pringle, bro. <laughs> I believe he had over 60 receptions last year. So if we're just talking about, you know, a late guy that maybe is your tight end two that could bring low end tight end one upside, you know, maybe tight end eight, something like that, especially in a tight end premium league where receptions are more important, I think he's going to get some of those. I, I think he's probably going to get around 70 receptions this year. Yeah, so Cole Clint's good a, too. Yeah, I think he's a nice, safe pick at a cheap price that you can just play if you need to. You know, you especially really in a tight end premium league. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, anyone else you want to talk about tight end before we close this thing out? No, I think I talked about who I want to talk about. So let's let's close with making your prediction of who's going to win this league, and you can't say me or you. Who is going to win? the super dope dynasty league in year one, you so, know, the lineup of these guys better than I do. Yeah. If I was making a bet, it would be my buddy, Justin branch. Okay. Justin is a guy who goes all in on guys. He believes in, he doesn't mind losing a trade in everybody else's eyes to go get the guy he wants. If he thinks this guy is better, he'll do whatever it ne- needs to do to get him. So in this dynasty draft, where I think a lot of us are going to be playing for youth and age, Justin is going to be a guy who ends up with like a roster of Wilson, Stafford, Cup, uh, Derrick Henry, you know, mm-hmm. just this insane group that might only have one or two year window, but they're going to be so overly loaded. Yeah. That I think he's going to have a really strong team. But I do, I think this league, everybody in it I know is competitive. Everybody in it I don't think is going to be trying to play for the future. They're going to be trying to win right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam is really good at fantasy football. All these guys are good at fantasy football. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're a fun group. Everybody in the group are guys that like to trade. They're guys who like to talk. 
And that's kind of why I reached out to it's like an all-star lineup of the different fantasy crews I've been in. I feel honored to be yeah. a part of the all-star crew. Guys that like to have fun, you know. Yeah. I don't want guys in here who, you know, like the other guy in our league talk shit to people in a mean oh, way. Man. Not, in a, not in a playful way. Guys who <laughs> Yeah, like what's the what are you doing, guy? Just being a dick. But you know, <laughs> these guys are all fun. They're all in it to win. I think it's going to be a terrific group. And I think when we get together, everybody gets mm-hmm. to know each other. It's going to be just insanely fun. I will choose. Uh, I'll choose Sam. Then you believe in Sam. Sam's going to win this thing. And if not Sam, look, I don't know many of these guys, but Anthony, I'm in uh, a different league with him. And I swear to God, he either finishes dead last or he just destroys the league. It's, that's it's either first or 10th. I think that's how Justin is too, because he goes all in. <laughs> yeah. But when you go all in, you you do you have a real chance of winning. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, fourth place pays the same amount as tenth generally. Yeah, exactly. It's yep. not much. So, um, last question: Are we going to order uh, Chuck E. Cheese to go for June twenty fifth? Do you want to try to get that pizza in us? I live in Festus, close to Chuck E. Cheese, and like forty miles away. Do you? Oh shit! So we can't have the draft at Chuck E. Cheese. Because I haven't had that pizza in If Tone doesn't years. shave that mustache, he's going to get arrested. Oh, my God. Yeah, we'll have him pick it up. Okay. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, thanks for doing this. Um, I know Dakota and I were just so excited about this league. It's, I mean, June 25th, Saturday, June 25th. Sounds like a round two. I don't know. It's happening at your place, right, Dakota? Yeah. Yep. It's happening at Dakota's place. Uber there. Bring your beers because I'm going to get just rip-born drunk and eat some Chuck E. Cheese. Feel free to like bring a sleeping bag and pillows. Anybody who needs to, uh, if they drink too much, can sleep here. It's no problem at all. Yeah, we can throw up in the front yard. It'll be just fine. Um, but uh, yeah, dude, my neighbors across the street, nicest people ever. They'll help you out with anything. <laughs> they party every night. I love See? them. All yeah, right. So if you you can literally go over there and join their party after ours is done. Right. It'll, be, uh, it'll be fun to meet you boys here in like three weeks and, uh, and good luck. And uh, we'll see you then. All right. See you guys.